welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicast.com. This issue of Forbes India talks about two giants in India's healthcare equipment industry and how they've been grappling with each other for many many years and joining me to talk about her cover story is senior editor Seema Singh. Good morning Seema. Nice to have you back after a long time. Yeah, good morning Abhishek. When we say healthcare and India in the same sentence it it's a bit of an irony but unlike in the US where when an Obama talks about healthcare it consistently makes the headlines whereas India has some way to go but the market for giants like you know Philips or GE or Siemens it's big enough for them to dig their heels now in this context what is your story about and what did you set about to achieve so as you said you know indian health market is really unique in both good and bad sense good sense that it's growing and it's sort of a recession proof on the bad side it's very unregulated so probably people don't want to pay a good price for quality in that sense as for the story indian medical equipment market has been dominated by the multinationals about more than 85% of the market is full of imports and indian government never paid any attention to actually correct this anomaly in that context you know for the last 15 18 years three companies initially siemens and then ge and then philips they have been in sort of cycles they've been dominating this market so uh, in last two three years i've been noticing that there are two big changes in the two companies ge had a new ceo about 20 months ago philips had a new ceo at its innovation campus uh, which houses about 2000 plus engineers and these two ceos have been you know going about doing their job trying to bring about a lot of changes that caught my attention and in june when philips announced its a complete new category of products out of bangalore for the global market so that was like a turning point and i thought you know finally these companies have more confidence in india and made in india products for mm-hmm. the global market what explains the sudden thrust on the indian market given that it's unregulated and given that it's import oriented so it's not like you know something overnight has happened so as you i will read in the story that philip has has had a strategy change for the last few years and in the global context india does provide a big platform to really do low cost innovation so that you know we've been reading about it for for many years and ge had a classic paper in harvard business review on this but for some reason you know while we talked about innovation from india they never actually got down to doing it ground up so when now the global management uh, when decided that you know they have to give more autonomy to india business they have to give more investment to india uh, business that's when real change started happening and in both these companies these are the two three crucial factors and then at the top level when either terry in g or vido in philips came they had probably a lot of backing from their global management to go invest and try out new things so that's when things started changing and what did you discover when we talk about particularly these two companies that you have covered in the story ge and philips now how different are they from each other from quote unquote positioning point of view for instance now in another industry dell once upon a time it was known for its operational excellence apple is known to make money on design ibm its consulting for instance now how does a ge differentiate itself from a philips see as i say in the story as well that you know at a broad level philips has learned what ge what ge did and they're doing it better which is like pricing and you know packaging and targeting the customers but at the same time it's also trying new things So in terms of positioning I wouldn't say they are very different from each other because 
both of them sell very expensive products typically their clients are like really big hospitals ji to some extent with lot of some acquisition recently has been also targeting at low end players at the same time you know this is also a market where about 600000 beds will be added in the next 5 years to put that in perspective about 500000 beds were added in the last 5 years so there's a huge scope for growth so these these companies are targeting that big hospitals are certainly one of, of their clients select what they have done and where they have kind of gained an edge is that they have really ramped up their servicing and they come with innovative ideas they look at customers what are their pain points and they are packaging their equipment plus solutions plus serviceability in a manner that looks very attractive to the client for example they would go and say to a hospital that i can do up your entire cardiology or radiology or critical care unit give me a building and i'll just do it up and give you the key then later on service your equipment and there also they've invested quite a bit in chennai they have a new center where most of their products are connected and they can do it remotely and so these are some of the areas where philips has improved upon what g has been doing and how much of the credit goes to mr wido mendhart who currently heads philips and you got a chance to interview him as well as ge counterpart and your take on basically the two expats that you interviewed how do they come across and what are their working styles as such so in philips i would say it's a it's a combination of wido who's basically an engineering head then r&d head and one of the uh, really effective ones because traditionally in all companies you see this tug of war between the r&d side and the sales team I think one of his initial jobs was to break this kind of wall between the engineers and the marketing and sales team. He said that you know initially he would see engineers list their ideas and send it to the product management, marketing team, and then they would send it to another marketing team who would in turn send it to the sales team. So it was like a really long journey, you know, a bureaucratic kind of process. So he decided to make engineers directly talk to the sales team and directly talk to customers as well. And he set up those relationships in India where engineers could actually see what the customers wanted and how they could develop products. So that was one big change in Vido's working style, which I mentioned. In G, I'm afraid I haven't observed Terry so much. What I see from the outside is that she's also trying to contribute to the healthcare ecosystem in the country. She speaks at various forums and she talks about the larger context in which, you know, whether it's regulation, whether it's operators, whether it's government, how they should connect with each other and how they should talk. She also is doing the same thing what Vido is doing because, interestingly, both of them come from product engineering background. and she's trying to do a couple of new things which she has never done in india before like working with the operators as you would see in in the copy or trying to directly reach the consumer through a partner where philips is very clear that he doesn't want to enter that area but he is okay to get its hand dirty and is working with the operators and wants to be there at the access points where you know it all puts its equipment as well as work with uh, you know healthcare providers in that Stable. and will some of the constraints that are binding growth uh, will be taken off uh, you mentioned that for instance banks are not allowed to fund medical equipments which basically means that these companies have to arrange their own cash to bring stuff in and working with the government is, is another story altogether so what do these companies have to say on that do they have a plan see financing you know has been a feature of of this market which is why you see these three big companies dominate it because these are expensive equipment banks don't fund it because for them it's subpar traditionally uh, banks have stayed away from it 
which is why Siemens has its own financial services arm, G funds through G Capital. Philips has not set up a separate unit. It takes it on its books. I'm told it has a big kitty now, and that's also a function of the global management wanting to give it a lot more money to play in, in the Indian market. Working with the government, uh, see, that's like a necessary evil, you know, if I can use such a strong word, because all health, public health system in, in India hardly exists. Government is becoming aware of that, and whether at the state level or the center, there is a growing awareness that the government needs to do more. And these big companies, because of their deep pockets and their extensive reach, whether in equipment or in know-how and other expertise, no, they are also willing to try and experiment few more because, for example, G's foray into Maharashtra. That's really one of its kind thing that you go and say that, okay, I'll take about 20 plus hospitals and I'll do the radiology unit and I also run it. These are not very profitable businesses to begin with. They take a long time to, you know, break even and become profitable. But you don't have a choice because there are too many government hospitals there and they cannot do it on their own. So government is also realizing that they need to partner with you know, companies like these. These companies also realize that there is a market. It might not be as profitable as they imagine, but I think you now in the Indian healthcare market, probably they've all made peace with the fact that India is a very unique market. It will not give you profit margins like other markets, but it will give you a whole lot of other things. For example, big volumes, a lot of data, experiments, how you approach, a lot of different kind of consumer behavior. So they take a kind of, they take a step back and look at the long-term you know, gains from this market. Probably they'll, they have no choice but to work with the government. Yes, indeed. Fascinating industry to be in. And how long did it take for you to write a story on which not a lot of secondary dope is available out there. And of course, you also put two competing firms' bosses in the same story and you, you got a chance to talk to them. So how long did it take? How difficult was it? It did not take very long. It's just that, you know, I, yeah, it's, whatever time it took, a couple of weeks was to convince uh, the two partners that it's a fair story and they knew that I'm pitching one against the other. And you're right, MNCs don't talk, which is why being in Bangalore, there are a lot of MNCs, but we don't do larger stories because they just don't talk. They don't have the mandate time. Sometimes the management doesn't have confidence in the journalist. So here in this case, because I've been writing on uh, healthcare for a long time and I've, I had met these two CEOs in the past, probably they saw the intent that it was to do a genuine job of uh, what was happening in the market. So probably they agreed. So it still doesn't have uh, all the details that I would have really wanted to have. But you live with that. What do you do? Maybe we read more about it on your blogs or another story <laughs> somewhere down the corner when you do a follow-up on I, I, the Yes, it continues on, on the blog. And the blog URL, please, Seema. No, you Oops. can find it on forbesindia.com slash blog slash technology or health. You know, either of the two blogs, you'll find stuff on these two companies. And other healthcare uh, as well. On, on that note, Seema, thanks a lot for your time. It's time to wrap up. Uh, thank you very much. Early in the morning. Thank you, Abhishek. And all you listeners, you can get this podcast on ForbesIndia.com as well as on iTunes. And to have someone contact you from Forbes, message Forbes to 51818.